1: Welcome to Mavs Party. My name is Kirk Henderson. I am part of the two man team that runs Pod Maverick, but also part of the team that runs Mavs Moneyball. Thanks so much for joining me tonight on another episode of Mavs Party. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show or are interested in participating here in the live YouTube chat, all you got to do is look in the comments for the link. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll be paying attention and you can join by clicking into the show it'll take you to a waiting room and then you can join me here on stage where we will talk a little bit about the Mavericks versus the Pelicans already got one friend waiting feel free to join uh and we'll talk as long as you guys want to tonight because I am alarmingly awake even though I look like hell Christian thank you so much for joining us tonight welcome to the show what's going on
2: hey not too much how you doing Kurt it's
1: a good looking sweatshirt I'm okay how are you
2: Doing pretty good. Can't complain. Got to watch a relatively stress-free cowboys and Mavericks game today.
1: That doesn't happen ever.
2: Yeah, I know, right? And got some got some ramen, too, so no complaints on my end.
1: Very good. Well, what would you like about tonight's game, or what didn't you like?
2: Uh, well, I mean, they won, which is nice. Like you're starting to see the wins stack up this season, and can't really complain about how we've been getting them. Uh. But it's good to see that we're, we're not getting behind early on in the first half now, so you know, can actually kick the shit out of some teams in uh, the way we're supposed to.
1: Yeah, it was nice to not have a first quarter. Granted, Zion was, like, attacking kind of relentlessly, but it was nice to not be too concerned about what was going to happen. The Mavericks didn't get down by, like, 15 points or anything, which has happened quite a few times in these first quarters.
2: Yeah, yeah, I saw a lot of that earlier in the the season, but, uh, you know... I I couldn't help but feel a little bit worried about this New Orleans game because I think it was like the third game of the season last year where they just didn't have anybody and still beat us. And uh, we just have not seen too much of the struggle struggle bus against bad teams this year and you know that's gonna it's gonna matter when the season gets a little tougher and the schedule uh, isn't as friendly to us.
1: I mean, I certainly think that's the case because the Mavericks, as much as I would like for them to go on an upward trajectory over 82 games, we just know that there's going to be stretches of the season that are harder than others. And when you rack up wins against teams that you're supposed to beat at the time, and, and granted, this is like future Kirk talking, it's going to be really frustrating when the Mavericks lose. But, you know, if, if they're playing at a 60% clip as opposed to an 80% clip, none of us are really going to be complaining compared to how bad they were last year at points.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, that, you know, a win against, you know, New Orleans on a Sunday night is worth as much as a win against the Nuggets, right? So uh, it's just going to be really helpful to, uh, you know, be ahead of teams like Phoenix and LA, you know, they'll eventually get their shit together and and we'll need some of this cushion that we're building up.
1: That's right. I mean, the Mavericks are currently tied in first in the West with the Denver Nuggets at eight and two. Um, And, you know, I don't think any of us expected them to be a top two seed. I mean, I, I saw a bunch of hope for top four, but even that seemed a little bit ridiculous to me, but I can kind of see it now if they're going to play this way. I mean, out, out West, I, I worry about the nuggets. I worry about the wolves and then I worry about the thunder and then everyone else is kind of different degrees of threats. Like the Mavericks can't, you know, walk in and and let themselves get punched in the mouth too often, but I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty pleased with where we are. I, I, In fact, I'm probably underscoring it. I'm really excited because I'm so used to teams kind of disappointing and us wondering how where they can go, whereas this team, I think it might be playing a little above themselves, but then I look at a a night like tonight where two or three players didn't play that well, and it just didn't matter.
2: Yeah, I mean, it still kind of feels like we haven't had a game yet where everybody did, you know, play played up to their potential, and I guess you don't really see a whole lot of that in in the NBA, but – you know, Grant is, is on a couple-game streak where he's just not shooting like he was to start the season, and it's nice that it just really doesn't matter, you know? Uh-huh. We got guys like Josh um, come in and, and kind of shaking off some of the, the bad juju he's had lately, and uh, Kyrie finally looks like a, you know, eight-time All-Star or whatever that uh-huh. is. So uh, that's super helpful. I mean, it seems like he and Luca are really starting to click and figure shit out when they're on the court together. Um and that's good to see because the way they are staggered their minutes, I mean, we're, we're going to get 48 minutes of elite shot making and, and creating. So it's gonna be, we're going to be a tough out for anybody on any night, really. Uh, even the bigger teams that kind of kick the shit out of us on the boards and in and the paint.
1: Yeah, and, and I still see a fair amount of growth. You know, you mentioned Josh Green finally having a good game. That they've won a lot of these games with different guys being able to have off nights is just so, I guess, relieving is 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 the word I would use. Because it felt like, you know, within the last 20 games last year, like yeah, they beat the the 76ers with Luca and Kyrie each scoring 40. But the Sixers, I think they only won that game by like 10. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, it's like tonight, the, the final score doesn't really do justice because the Mavericks were up by like 30 points for a significant uh, portion was, of the game.
2: It, it was over you know, before the fourth quarter, really. Um, yeah. It's good to see the you know, Luca and Kyrie get a little rest. And, you know, I think we played the Pelicans again here in a couple nights. Um,
1: mm-hmm. So, Luca in the French quarter for two days is a little bit alarming. <laughs> yeah, but right. Well We'll so, <laughs>
2: yeah, see how bloated he looks for the, the next game and get an idea of how, how good he's been living.
1: That's right. That's right. The, the beignets. I still remember there's a, there's a um, Saints running back that joined the team this year that like talked all sorts of trash about new Orleans food. And it's like, that's a way to endear yourself to the team. Like that's a place where it's like, since moving back here to North Texas, I have like tried my hardest to not get fatter because it's like, when you're around good food, it's impossible to not eat it. And so good good luck to Luca over the next two days.
2: Right. Yeah. Hopefully he hangs in there and you know, we might (laughs) maybe don't, don't need him at a hundred percent for the next game.
1: We'll see, man. I'm really, I cannot believe the Pelicans died like they did tonight. I mean, Josh Bowe pointed out just how injured they were, which is something I knew but hadn't really processed during the game. But it's like Brandon Ingram, you know, was terrible. Zion was okay. It's they're a better team than they showed tonight for certain. And I, I suspect uh, on on Tuesday night we'll get a much stronger punch.
2: Yeah, I think they're really going to miss CJ McCall. I'm not sure mm. how long he's going to be out, but they don't don't really have like a a go-to creator on that team it's a lot of Zion just bull rushing the rim
1: and you know what Brandon Ingram's gonna do like yeah. you know he's gonna ISO and shoot a like a 12-footer
2: yeah he's gonna shoot a mid-range shot and I mean, he hits him sometimes he's a still mm-hmm. player but you know that's a tough way to beat anybody that's right uh, but I, I don't know if we have anybody else waiting oh yeah I got
1: a couple honestly I, you know, I like yeah. talking but thanks for uh thanks for joining the show man really appreciate you kicking us off
2: yeah appreciate you having me on
1: mm-hmm all right, so we got my guy Krishna hanging out down there. Um, I think because I did a pretty poor job. I needed to get better about scheduling these in advance with times attached to them um, because I think it gives people an idea of when you know when I'm gonna do these shows. Uh, so when Krishna comes back, I'll bring him up here and we'll talk for a little bit. But you know I, I just I find myself uh, kind of wondering, just how far this team can go. I mean, I think that they're, they're going to run into the tough stretch that we're talking about, but I'm, I want to go look at, I'm going to go look at their calendar or their schedule right now, just to see if there's anything that strikes fear, because I remember Josh bow and I were talking earlier into the season. And at this point we were wondering sort of what was ahead for them. So they go new Orleans again on Tuesday, they played the, the wizards on Wednesday. And I know it's the second night of a back-to-back, but that's one they should win. They play Milwaukee in milwaukee and i talked to a bucks fan friend of mine tonight who actually said to me that he wishes they had jason kidd back that's how much they don't like adrian griffin keep in mind they had a fan campaign uh fire jason kidd that was went on for the better part of like a season because they were so over jason kidd so to hear that uh, that they are so that they want Adrian Griffin out of there. I think the Mavericks could steal one against the Bucks and Damian Lillard, because the Milwaukee, you know, classically is a team that has been pretty good on defense, and they just can't defend anyone. Then after that, they play Sacramento, the Lakers, Clippers, and Houston. That's a pretty brutal stretch. So Milwaukee, Sacramento, Los Angeles, Clippers, Houston. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Um, but that's fine. That's the, the kind of the nature of, um, you know, the NBA these days. And that's why we're talking about getting some of these wins in early just to see, um, to see what they can, you know, do over the long haul to where if you're playing against the Los Angeles, let's see here, they play, they play the Lakers first. Well, um, after kind of a two day rest and then they play the Clippers. Yeah. That's an interesting week on, Thanksgiving week, they play at Los Angeles on Wednesday, but then they don't play again until the uh, uh, Saturday against the Clippers. So, you know, th- some of these games, they're going to have a pretty good amount of rest built in uh, to whether they, you know, to whether they win or lose. Um, so we'll see. Um, we'll see what they're able to come up with. But i I don't know how high to get on this team because I really want to enjoy the wins after you know how low things were uh last year uh so we'll we we'll, uh, i'm just gonna kind of take it a day at a time nico asks in the chat if i miss sleep yet so i'll be honest nico and guys feel free to ask me questions down here in the stream i can answer them that way if you guys don't want to come up on uh up on the the show and talk with me so nico my first child um never slept literally never slept um he was the kind of baby that woke himself up every time he startled and he has been full tilt since coming out of the womb this guy uh the second guy is very low-key uh low-key to the point that i feel like something like i'm waiting for the other shoe to drop sometimes like he just he was on the last show with me he let me hold him and feed him Um, my previous son just would have screamed for 40 minutes straight so we'll see about that um patrick says denver is the only team that i think the mavericks will lose against before the game starts basically every other team i like the Mavs' chances depending on if luca is tired or moody The Wolves give me pause, uh, just because of how connected their defense looks. I am a big enjoyer of Anthony Edwards, but I think Anthony Edwards is still two years away from being the super duper star that he is getting kind of lofted as in current, uh, NBA circles because he's still so young. Um, he didn't really even commit to basketball until it was time for him to, um, He didn't really commit to basketball until it was pretty clear that that was going to be a better path for him uh, professionally than playing football because he really loved football. Uh, Miguel asks, have you noticed how this team doesn't miss Maxi Kleber at all was, was reminded he was on the bench when they had the camera uh, taking a look at that area. That's a tough one. I think they still need another big body, but Kleber in particular, I, I, I agree with the sentiment. Uh, is his whole thing is very challenging because he just doesn't do the things that he was good at. Uh Maxi, in particular, what I mean is that he used to be very good at defending the rim and also could defend on drives while being willing to take and hit threes. And as we've seen this year, he's not willing to shoot and he doesn't look that good on defense. So what is he bringing to the team? I and I don't want to kick the guy when he's down because he's hurt right now with the dislocated toe. The Mavericks said he's going to be out at least two more weeks, but they need another body and he's not it. And and you know I I don't want to like say that they need to send him packing. But if the Mavericks are able to move him and find something that they're happy with, then I think it's it's up to dallas to really consider that you know once he's um if he i'm pretty sure he's trade eligible now but I'm, I'm not entirely sure about that dang it krishna came back i saw him at his computer and then he left again so we'll see uh we'll see how long he's he's away here um see if there's anybody else in, in, in tonight's game that i really thought was was worth hitting on if otherwise this might be one of the shorter shows we've done uh despite a fair number of people down there Uh, in the in the stream if you want to come up and talk with me got to take you on fire off go ahead and click the link which i will share again but it is pasted into the uh pinned in the comment section um let me see here what all do we got yeah i'm actually getting his legs under him would help a little bit but i'm not it's just you know between hamstring issues uh he tore his hamstring last year between back issues between this foot problem it's You just feel for the guy. Um, uh, Harold asks in the chat, who can't the Mavericks afford to lose for a two-week stretch, Lively or Kyrie? Ooh, I like this question because I think that Kyrie is sort of the straw that stirs the drink offensively. I think Lively just being an enormous man, uh, even if they're not rebounding better, he just provides that much more of a deterrent that I, I want to see it. All right, my guy Brian has joined down there. I'm going to bring Brian up here. Brian, what's going on, man? My man, uh, enjoying another Mavericks win. That's all. That's right. Same as always. This is wild. This is wild, and it's this was probably for me. Probably, I, I enjoyed this more than the Clippers game because I like seeing Kyrie get going early. That was a lot of fun. I like seeing his three-ball fall because that had been a bit of an issue up until now.
3: Yeah, and he was killing from three in the Clippers game, and he was even better right from the beginning in this game. Like, in this game, not only was he, like, to start off in the first quarter, he was hitting threes, he was getting into the lane whenever he wanted. He actually drew a couple foul calls, which I was like, oh, they're giving him fouls today. So, yeah, this is going to be a really, really good performance. and. Yeah, he balled out. I got no, I got no complaints about
1: Kyrie. The shot was always gonna come around. Yeah. I just didn't know what you know. I didn't know if it was gonna be a thing where he sort of slowly worked his way up, and then we're looking at his numbers and they look kind of historically normal, or if he was gonna have like a two or three game stretch like now where he's shooting sixty percent from the field or something crazy, and it just helps even out his numbers pretty quickly. I prefer this because. You know he, he still what did he shoot? He shot thirteen of twenty tonight, and I I saw two that just rolled in and out. Like he was just this close to being perfect from for the game.
3: Right? No, he was incredible, and I think that his his season numbers just with these two games, he's already back to like 49, 40, 90, just about. <laughs>
1: it's pretty so amazing. it took
3: literally two games. So that was that was funny. I I don't know. I just really enjoyed this game because. One, I didn't have to watch Maxie go and flounder around at the mm. five still. That was that was nice. Kid didn't have that option to do that. Uh Dwight was really, really physical.
1: Yeah.
3: Tonight. Like, he, like he's usually not pretty just good. Like,
1: sometimes he's like a pinball where he's just like bopping just around. And off doing, people. Yeah. Right. And I thought it was he took blows in a way that was really productive for what the Mavericks needed. He didn't foul a ton. I like that. Yeah, no,
3: Dwight was really, really good. He's held down his backup role. I, I do still think that we need to go and get mm-hmm. uh, a big – somebody who is either going to be huge on the board or also be a rim deterrent. So when Lively has a set or if he's out for a game, we're not putting so much on Dwight's shoulders because we know that Maxi just can't really hack it as a small ball five anymore as yeah. he currently is. And Holmes – he tries, bless his heart, but defensively, he will give you back everything he could possibly give you on offense. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of is what it is.
1: Yeah, but that they're still stealing. I mean, it was interesting to see Omax play a little bit, you know, it's mm-hmm. garbage time, obviously, and they played last night in the G League and those highlights were kind of mm-hmm. fun to watch. I wouldn't really look at the box score because he couldn't hit anything to start the game. But, you know, the Mavericks, if he ever plays significant minutes with the Mavericks this year, he's not going to be called on to score anyhow. He's going to be called on to be a, a large person, play some defense, grab some boards. And I, I sort of wonder, you know, obviously there are 10 games in the season, one eighth of the way into the season. If the right. Mavericks are able to do what they did with Jaden Hardy, because if I'm remembering correctly, within ten games into last year, everyone was kind of losing their minds wondering why Jaden Hardy wasn't playing. Right. And so, the G League season finally starting. If they're going to shuffle um, Omax up and down repeatedly, and I really think they do, then maybe that will be for the good because it worked out well for Hardy.
3: Yeah, that's what I was thinking as I was watching it because I actually watched the G League game uh, the other What'd night. What do you think? I thought
1: I didn't watch it for full disclosure.
3: it I, I I found it odd the uh the new free throw rule. The you know, you shoot and you take one free throw and it's worth the number of points for the shot you got fouled on, whether it's mm-hmm. two or three. I, I thought that was that was kind of fun, but it, it helped the game go by faster, so that was cool. But as far as like just Omax and how you play one, uh, that that was it Dexter Dennis, that other wing that we got down there.
1: Yeah, the text the guy from Texas A and M. That motherfucker can shoot, man. Really? That that guy can shoot for real.
3: Like, yeah, he was he was the best spot up shooter in that game. He was pretty good. He got, I think he hit a couple threes off of Omax assists. And so, like, we got to see Omax have the ball in his hands a little bit more. They gave him room to create. He couldn't really create anything. God bless his heart, but he had a couple nice drives where he took a bump and got fouled or took a bump and made an one. He also, which is more what caught my attention, his his three-point shot off the catch, it started to look a little more comfortable for him because the first one he damn near airballed. Uh. And then I think he had an airball. And I think his first make, it bounced off the front of the rim, backboard, front of the rim again, and then rolled in. (laughs) And that's how he started hitting. So I was like, okay, sure. I guess he just needs to see it go down because once he hit that, then he had a couple more that were pretty decent makes, like maybe one switch the entire night. But he hit three or four threes. And I was like, okay, if this is how the game is going to go, just go defend their best player and then just make you catch and shoot threes. And, okay, I'm fine with that. Those are the uh, game reps that he needs anyway. So
1: It's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. Yeah, I uh, if you're ever bored enough and feel like driving away the hell out to Frisco, they're fun games to go to.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially if I know he's going to be down there playing. Yeah. Like, Jelly Walker, he's, he's definitely fun to watch when he's got the ball in his hands. Uh, maybe not when you're trying to win the game. Right. But he's exciting to watch. Mike Miles is uh, still down there. AJ, Dennis, uh, Tajay Moore, you know, so – they have a Texas Legends have a team that's pretty interesting to watch. I guess as long as there's also like an NBA prospect down there on assignment. But yeah, if you've got nothing better to do,
1: you can get it's a, waste it's, a waste of
3: time.
1: Yeah, I mean the, the frisco of it all is what's annoying for most people in the Dallas yeah. area, but like they they sometimes sell tickets for like seven to ten bucks and you can be like eight or nine rows away from the court um they the problem is like once you get on their marketing list they will hit you up like it's like it's campaign season where you're just getting you know (laughs) like if i don't hear from you now the texas legends are gonna die and it's like okay calm down but you know it's it's i've i've gone to two or three and i i I hope to do so again this year but
4: brian what else you
1: got for us i appreciate you hopping on you're 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 saving me while i was kind of uh drowning by myself up here on stage no, for sure. I didn't
3: hear the first notification that you guys re- uh, had even started because I knew you were waiting to uh, put your kid down. So as soon as I saw, I jumped in and I realized, oh, okay, well, there aren't that many people, and, you know. You're the man. Hey, I, I try, but this this is a fun game. I was shocked that that Jordan Hawkins kid did not cook us and he got some good open looks. Good too. looks, yep. And I was just like, we are skating because if he gets these same looks in the next game, he's hitting at least half of them. Mm-hmm. but we were so good offensively, it didn't really matter. Everybody just about had a good game. Grant didn't really score, but he still played really well. He was still, you know, good on defense and good on the boards. It was – I will say I'm i am starting to get annoyed at this whistle that Lively is getting because, boy, he is getting some shitty foul calls. But rookie center, you know, and it's yep. half the time Zion driving at him. Right. So it's like, all right. Those calls, he's just going to have to eat. There's a
1: foul somewhere every time Zion drives. It's a matter of whether they call it or not. Yeah.
3: So I, I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll just take that. But everybody played really well. I was really, really excited about this win. Uh It was fun to watch because after, I'd say like, whoo, three minutes into the third, I was like, yeah, this game is pretty much over. I was just counting down. Okay, so when are we going to get Omax minutes now? At yeah. that point, point? and eventually we got him. We got our garbage time minutes. Jaden went in, hit a few threes. Seth Curry, I think, he even got in the game at one point. So he did.
1: It's a nice, it's a nice outing. You get a lot of rest. You play these guys again on Tuesday, and hopefully, you beat them again. Hopefully, hopefully we'll uh, we'll be able to have our best guys and not play the fourth again too oh be brian nice. we'll we'll talk soon thanks so much for uh hanging out with us as always yes sir thanks for having me all right coming up next is krishna my man who was away he was at his computer then he was away <laughs> now he's back again what's going on kirk how are you i'm good A little sorry uh, about that oh no it's good this is good because you know these shows are always fun um i think I think they tend to pick up more a little bit after football's totally gone because people because it's like you join our, you join our normal podcast. We like, you know, two, 300 people in there some nights. And then we're in here on these we only get about a hundred. I think the, I think folks are, are still a little reluctant to come up here and just hang out and chat, which I get, I mean, it's a little weird being on these things, but it's fun once you start it, particularly after all of us who had worked from home during any sort of pandemic stuff, Where it's just like, this is like a work zoom call and then you're talking about fun stuff.
5: Yeah. I mean, uh, It's very different, obviously, I think, if you're used to the Spotify stuff, if people hear from that. But, like, I'm I'm, going to be honest, most people are not going to care what you look like or what you talk about. Like, you're going to be more worried about yourself than other people are about you. Like, most people here, we're all Mavericks fans. You know, we just want to talk about the team. And like you've talked about so much, this is just a great outlet to to speak about them. And, and, I'm very thankful to have it. And I like hearing a lot of other people's opinions. You know, you can always read them and obviously Twitter has, you know, people, but it, it's a controlled way. And, and this is always fun. And it's interesting. I hear a lot of things that I think about and I take with me into the season and it's fun. It's fun. Really? It's fun. And so was this game, which I think was, I don't know. I was a little shocked how fun this game was. I was
1: too. I was expecting a slog.
5: I was too, because the Pelicans, it's weird. So many teams that were expected to be good have not really shown out. And the Pelicans are kind of one of those teams. And especially when I saw their injury list, I was concerned because I keep going back to last year, but last year, so many times we played teams with injuries and we just played slog games that were horrific to watch, boring and just grueling, especially when we lost them. And so the fact that, this Pelicans team was injured and you took advantage of that and you played a pretty comfortable game, I think is, is great. And you know, there's not really much to complain. I think it's interesting that we've kind of gone through so many games and every game we've got one person who's not necessarily hitting, but it doesn't feel like that's killing us. Whereas not even just last year, but the year before, uh, even in 2022, when it felt like one guy was not making their shots it felt like this team was not going to function at all. This team was not going to get to 100 points, much less 120 points. And, you know, I'll I'll be honest, before the Kyrie trade, my whole philosophy for this team was this team needs to have better depth pieces. Mm -hmm. It's it's why initially I was against the Kyrie trade, not because of, you know, just Kyrie. But I didn't think this team had depth pieces anyways. And you were going to trade some depth pieces for a lack of depth. And what I think this offseason has shown is there is now some depth on this team. You know, obviously the Chicago game, we go back to that, but now you're seeing the stars, you know, step up, but you're still seeing other guys come along for the ride. Like, yes, there's not a ton of, you know, you're not getting another 20 point per game scorer, but you're getting guys adding seven and seven and then ten and then seventeen. And it's like, okay, you you don't feel like when Luca or Kyrie go to the bench that no one is going to make shots, that people are going to make shots, they're going to be confident. And that there's contribution on every side. And you and Josh pointed it out. I think almost like seven players or something had at least two assists. And part of that was, you know, I was listening to some of the Pelicans broadcast from the highlights and they were just moving the ball a lot more. And a lot of the notions about Luca and and this offense, I think were far more. Indictive of the roster building than Luca's playing play himself right now you have guys who they' feel they're feeling like we get mad at Josh for making the pass and, and I think rightfully so oftentimes but tonight there was a few times where you know a guy would get up get the ball and just immediately move it and it would be an open three and it, and would just go in and that felt really good to see honestly it, it's something I don't think we've seen for a while yeah I, I mean I don't know I don't know unless you have something else to add
1: but no I mean it's it's I'm waiting sort of for the other shoe to drop. But what's been interesting is that they keep scoring 120 points where I don't think we've had a game where the entire team feels lights out.
5: Yes, yes. I felt that, too. Felt I felt mean, that,
1: too. Tonight, they shot the Mavericks. The Mavericks shot 37% from three. There's going to be a game where the team shoots like 48%. And when you shoot 48%, when you shoot 55 times from three, you're going to score a bajillion points. I, I, I mean, I, I forget who it was, but someone tweeted out,
5: the Pelicans made four, like 43% of their threes. Yep. And they still got blown out. Like they still lost by 12. And even that 12, like you talked about, that, that 12 point
1: points. 47% of their threes, yeah.
5: Yeah, and that that, that was, you know, that was like, a, that that was, I, I can't believe I forgot what the word is, but, you know, that scoreline flattered them. That <laughs> was the word. That, that flattered them, really. And the fact that, like you said, this team has just not been clicking. And I think to me, that's far more, it's 50-50, right? It it gives me worry that is this team going to go through a situation where we just go, wow, nothing is working, or is there going to be a situation where I feel more likely that everything is just clicking? And I think it's positive, at least, that this team is now getting wins when it doesn't feel like everything is cohesive, where it felt like if everything wasn't cohesive, you're not getting wins. And I feel like that's what all good teams do. Like I, I don't think of I can't think of any of the teams that have won championships in the past where it felt like everything was going well for them the entire season. Yep. Um like even the Nuggets last year. Uh, and Michael Porter Jr. was not great for them throughout large stretches of the season. And you know, obviously a part of that is coming off the injury. The same thing with Jamal Murray. And I think about the Warriors the season beforehand, so much was made of the Warriors just lack of you know, off the bench scoring and they kind of just fix that in the playoffs. I don't think the Mavericks have anything glaring like that. And again, I'm not saying this means the Mavericks are championship contenders, like for sure, because we have still 70 games in the season left to go. But it, it feels positive that you there you feel like there are room there's room to grow for this team. And that's obviously, you know, I think a lot of it now is getting into like everyone wants to talk about trades and stuff. I feel like that's still a little early just because you know, you talked about it, like Omax going to the G league. I think it's good for him, like just to get minutes. And yep. you know, I was thinking about this and I, I put it out in the chat earlier on your podcast, but it, it reminds me a little bit, not to say he's these players, but it reminds me of Kawhi and OG in the sense of how they had to develop their offensive game. And I think Omax is different where when he plays offense, he plays like Josh almost where it feels like he just wants to get to the basket really fast and do the the quickest thing possible and to him i think it's almost he just needs to slow down the game for himself and i think part of that is just going to come yeah. with time and experience and playing at this level because like you've pointed out he's just physically bigger and stronger than most of these guys and i think he's got the work ethic and the brain to figure that out and and i think what it's also positive it doesn't seem like this has affected him right like right. we i was worried about that last year with hardy too but it feels like both of those guys took any sort of you know perceived, you know, what would have been perceived as setbacks, as something like to grow from and improve from. And even if the numbers I don't think look great for Omax, I feel like he's going to improve, whether it's this season or not, because I think developing as a wing, it always takes, I think, a lot longer than than guards in some ways. I think he will. And and it's why I'm not super like goal in yet. Because I, it's always easy to forget. Like Luca is 24, you know, it's it's a weird thing because for so long this roster has been so much older than Luca. It's weird to think that, you know, you don't have to go all well in. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a lot more positives. It's going to be weird facing the Pelicans again um, <laughs> for the in season. tournament. But yeah, stuff. Uh,
1: this one counted, didn't count towards the in season tournament and two Tuesdays does. Sure. Mm-hmm. Or not, whatever. which is
5: so weird. And then also the Mavericks, like I was looking at this, they're the only team in the group to play two games in the tournament. So then by Tuesday, we'll have played three and then no one else will have played like more than two, which is like so, so weird because I was looking at it and I was like, wait a minute. How do the Mavericks have a combined 258 points and the Nuggets are at 121? And then I realized, oh, the Nuggets have one game played. That's but right. It, it'll be interesting. But I think what it also does is it just gives these guys rest. And ultimately, I'm just happy. You know, this was a fun game to watch. I loved <laughs> I ended up watching some of the Pelicans broadcast. And when we were just raining threes in the mm-hmm. third quarter man they were so deep they were so down every single time like Kyrie hit that uh that three that was just ridiculous Or just bounced in and out like three times I felt like and went in and they were just like and it goes in just like that (laughs) it's what it felt like so I mean I'm glad that we're on this side of it at least for this part of the season hopefully it keeps getting better yeah I'm looking forward to it awesome Kirk you take care all right talk soon
1: all right okay guys great show short show we're gonna be back again on tuesday thanks so much for hanging out with me tell your friends tell your uh, other Mavs fans in your lives subscribe to pod maverick i think we got pushed over 2k tonight because panda hank was out there hanging out with us um as always i appreciate you we'll talk soon everybody have a good week and go mavs